You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. We play for a national championship in eight days. Quit doing that. Just to see if I can. This. We, yeah. well, this. <laughs> we do this every time. No, we don't do this I'm just saying, time. let's. You do this every time. I, I do this every time. I do this every time. It, it, it's, it's what immediately comes to mind is how close we are to the big thing. And uh, yeah, let's just see if we can keep our sanity this week. We got a lot on the line. But see, you could you could say something pretty simple like, um, we're just next a Monday few days is the away. championship game. Yeah, yeah, like next Monday is the championship. BMB yeah, I remember that. So yeah, everybody that listens tomorrow, let's see if I can remember that I will start with well, next Monday is the championship game. They that that works. That works. We have um, to remind all these <laughs> Alabama fans when the game is because no one knows. Who keeps yep. up with such trivial matters? Well, my question is, are you going? I am not. I had the opportunity, and I have passed. And uh, I'll, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, re- I'll regret it in this sense. The only national championship game I did not have tickets to. The only one ever was the one that we got our ass beat real bad by Clemson in 2018. So here I am doing the same thing. So if we lose, I think scientifically it's fair to say this is my fault. Yeah, I I would buy that, and I think we're going to need a scapegoat just in case. So, you know, be on the It's going to be me and not Pete Golding. It's going to be me and not Pete Golding. That's fair. (laughs) Why is we well? We can't blame Chris Caps anymore. He's not on the team. Been (laughs) on the team in fourteen years. Um, uh, Jimmy, uh, I think that before we get into some football talk, first of all, another huge shout out to Alabama for getting the big basketball win. That was. Awesome. Best. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the only time we've beaten a top 10 team on the road since 04. Um, John Petty played great. And, I, you know, he's still the worst best shooter I've ever seen or the best worst shooter I've ever seen. I don't know which one it is. Um, but, I mean, like, it's, it's so weird when he shoots. I mean, the ball will go in, but it it seems like it's never like a splash, like this pure thing of beauty. It seems like it rattles around and then drops home or hits the backboard or something and then goes in. Um, And he's going to eventually he's going to just make himself be a kick ass three point shooter, I guess. But uh, he had, uh, you know, just under 20 points and he looked great. Um, I I thought that uh, the team, I'll tell you this. That Eves Ponds dude for Tennessee, he is a vicious, uh, malicious dude. And I mean that in the most uh, uh, complimentary way I can put it. He is an absolute, he's the strongest person I've ever seen come out of France. (laughs) He is a top 10 pick, and I don't care if he can't score. I mean, he's a top 10 pick on defense alone. I mean, that, that's just – you sound he's, that he's guy play defense, and if he ever scored a single basket in the NBA, that's just gravy. But, yeah, he's Dikembe Mutombo. He really is. I mean, he's he's something else. Hey, you know who John Petty is today? And this is hilarious and so true. The football equivalent of John Petty is Kellen Mond. 
and from Texas A&M. Oh, and this is and this this is why because I've seen Mond play forty games. I have seen John Petty play over a hundred games. I have no idea if either one of them is great or bad. <laughs> that is that is so true. That might are they be great the most or terrible? You've ever said what a great comparison. Because and yeah. here's the thing: both of them feel like they've been at their respective schools since sometime around the Ray Perkins era. <laughs> That's right. And it's not like we haven't seen most of the time we see a player once or twice and we're like, oh, okay, he's good or he's not. Petty, I've seen him a thousand times. I have no idea if he is John Petty one of the best players I've ever seen at Alabama or one of the worst. I, I don't know. And I and I say that, I mean it sort of as a compliment, because if you can even discuss whether someone's one of the best players you've ever seen, that's, that's a hell of a compliment, you know. So I don't mean it any to be negative, just been, and and obviously the answer to both is just a the most consistent thing they do is inconsistency, which is, you know, sometimes they're not the reason you win the game, and sometimes they're the sole reason you win the game, and they just don't do it every single week. Uh, but at the same time, at the next level, I mean, some, I mean John Petty will be a basketball player last night. He like he belonged in the NBA. Um, that's just not the same petty we get all the time. So I guess it's a little frustrating, but I also love him. And, and you know, at Texas A&M, here, here's the thing about uh, Kellamon, Luke. I, I bet you Kellamon just quarterbacked A&M to the doorstep of the playoff. They've never been close before. Now they not only were close, they had a legit discussion to be in it. They won the Orange Bowl. This is literally historically one of the great seasons in Texas A&M history, and Kellen Mond quarterbacked them to it. Yet, I bet most A&M fans are like, well, all right, time to give the next guy a chance. No, I, I couldn't. Know what I mean? They're not begging for him to come back. No, there's no doubt about it. There's, I mean, there's no doubt they're not begging for him to come back because it's – you know what? And I think Kellen Mond, if you, if you had it like some kind of math equation – Kellen Mon equals John Petty equals Gus Malzahn. <laughs> because you can lose to a bad South Carolina team coached by a, a coach who's who's getting canned, or you can beat uh, two number one teams in essentially back to back games. I mean, you you beat don't Nick know. Saban more beat Nick Saban more than anyone else has ever beaten Nick Saban. I mean, it's okay. it's so funny yeah. that. You know, that is exactly what Gus Malzahn is. And he's he's petty. I mean, petty might go, you know, 0 for 10 from beyond the arc. And then the next night he'll hit 10 threes. You're like, holy. And none of them are really pretty. I mean, they just, but they go in. They I mean, go they, in. I mean, it's, that's all that matters. I mean, you still get the same amount of points. It's just, you know, there's something about, there There was an old Reebok commercial about how, um it was like in the nineties where it was talking about, you know, I love it when people get breakaway dunks and tomahawk dunks and all that, but there's something about a 30, a pure 30 footer that'll wire you up. And that's exactly right. When a, when a shot is pure from deep, Oh, it's so beautiful. And the net, the way it ripples and, and it just doesn't seem to do that with petty shot. I mean, it, it doesn't mean he's bad. It doesn't mean he's a bad shooter even necessarily. Cause I frankly don't know if he's a bad shooter or not. I cannot make, I've had, I've got this gigantic sample size. He's, he's great or terrible. I don't have enough information. He's great or terrible. We just still haven't figured it out. Meanwhile, I also want to give a huge shout out. I'm not sure when I'm going to put this podcast out. Just FYI, we're recording it on Sunday. 
And this should be technically Tuesday's podcast, but what I might do just to get some extra podcasts out there, because it's a big week, is put this one out either tonight or, or tomorrow morning. So it's a little bit more time relevant. But um, Derek Henry just went over the 2000 yard mark. And that's why I was you know, trying to wait it out to do this podcast because that game's still going on. I'm actually following it as we're doing the pod. And now it's 38 all. Same thing going, I got on. Yes, yeah, 38 all going into OT apparently. And uh, he. It, that's great because Henry's going to have a chance to get uh, even more yards. I mean, he, he's going to lead the league in touchdowns and yards this year. Uh, I mean, I think he has a great oh, to be MVP. Wow. That's amazing. What a throw. Yep. When you glance up the TV you, you a second ago. Uh, I thought you were saying what yeah. a great statement I made. You're talking about a throw. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I was going to, but that was even uh, – your your headline was stolen there by uh, – by Ryan Tannehill, an unbelievable throw to AJ Brown. Where where are they? So they're like, about to keep a field goal or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was it was a bomb. Yeah. Okay. Well, I kind so of there, there goes there goes the Derrick Henry getting more yards unless he, he's going to run run the ball to get it in the middle of the field for the field goal kicker. <laughs> I mean, oh God! Uh, he threw it 50, all right, I'm seeing it on ESPN now. Fifty four yards for to the Houston twenty one. Yeah, they should kick a field goal to win it, which means they win the division and they end up playing Baltimore at home. Um, that'll be a fun game. And I'm just, I just have, I have a feeling that'll be the Saturday night game, which will be a lot of fun. That'll be a great Saturday night game with no college football on. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a, I mean, one, one thing about the expanded playoffs this year, I mean, a a game like the Tennessee Titans versus Baltimore Ravens, that doesn't feel like a wild card game. You know what I mean? This feels more like a division championship, you know, the next round. I mean, uh, two really good teams can be tough to, Pick a winner there. I guess the Titans get to play at home as a division champ, assuming they make this uh, field goal coming up. And it's funny, everybody listening to this knows exactly what happened. And they're like, well, these guys are idiots. They don't, they don't know what happened. But, yeah, at, at this moment, we don't know what happens. But if the Titans are uh, win the division, they'll play Baltimore at home. And uh, I guess I'd like the Titans at home. But, whew, the Ravens are awfully good because, uh, you know, when Lamar, he's another guy that's a little inconsistent. When, when Lamar's yeah. good – he is really good, but sometimes it's not there. And Ingram had 39 yards for them today. So he's just, you know, Ingram's probably getting to the point where Baltimore is going to let him go, I think, um, after this year. I, I don't know what his deal is, but it just seems like they have J.K. Dobbins and I think one other dude there, and I think they're going to let him go. But uh, but Ingram is playing again. He had nine carries today. So we might get to see Ingram and uh, Derrick Henry play each other and which would be a lot of cool a lot of cool stuff and and that actually happened last year i think when henry went off mm-hmm. against baltimore so um jimmy let me tell everybody speaking of these huge nfl games that are coming up you need to go check out betonline.ag uh you know you're going to be ready for football this coming up weekend uh nfl regular season is done it's nothing but playoffs now everybody loves to bet on the playoffs there's only one place and one site and that we trust as a locked on network that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N, all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus. Um, they've got anything you want to bet on, but it's in terms of sports, but they also have like poker and blackjack and, you know, just whatever you want. And here's the thing if you come up with a cool prop bet for the national championship game, let's say, Send it to us, and we'll send it to betonline.ag, and they might put a spread up on it. That's what's really cool. If you come up with, like, um, okay, how many times will Nick Saban be shown on TV in the first quarter? 
they, they might say, okay, we'll put over under on that. They, they really might do it. This is not a joke. And um, so that would be really cool if one of you came up with a, a great bet. Tweet, tweet that at us, tweet us at it, whatever you do for that, or send them a message or use Jimmy's cell phone number. Everybody's got that. Um, betonline.ag is where you want to go. Sign up and get that 50% bonus using promo code locked on. All right, Jimmy, let's start getting into this game a little bit. Is there anything else you want to talk about the Notre Dame game? I mean, it was it was kind of blase after when it was 21-7 and everybody in the world knew. I mean, the ghost of Era Parsegan knew, okay, this thing's over, y'all. I mean, we're not waking up any echoes. I mean, let's, yeah, let's be done. For, for a game that wasn't a blowout, I mean, Alabama only won the game by 17. They didn't cover. Yeah. It was one of the closest games Alabama has season it's one of the closest games in that stadium uh it it was alabama's least offensive uh yardage output of the year uh you know it it was and and that all adds up to like wow must have been tight it wasn't tight at all it was a it was like a blowout and i did see bill Connolly put up a a stat you know bill Connolly's a deep analytics guy but he's very smart it's it's hard to ever disagree with anything from bill Connolly because he can back everything up with numbers. Bill Connolly says, the per his statistical formula, the way the game played out, Alabama won the game by 38. He's like, wow. that really, that's like Alabama really won that game by 38 points. And you're like, uh, they won by less than half of that. But I think the fact that Bill Connolly's statistical model shows that shows that it, it really was closer to a blowout than a close game. Uh, and maybe to some people who didn't care, people who didn't have a dog in the fight might have even thought it was kind of boring other than the handful of big plays from, you know, the Najee hurdle, which was definitely his signature play of the season. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, the three touchdowns uh, that Devontae scored are all a, a big deal. Max numbers were great, but not, nah, I just think the Notre Dame game is behind us. It was a game Alabama was certainly going to win because 20 point favorites win. Uh, almost, you know, 99% of the time. So that's behind us. But now the real challenge, and here, here here's the stunner for this uh, podcast. No, I'm not picking Ohio State to win or anything like that just yet. But what I really have for the listeners who, who, who you know, dial in to the show, listen to the show every week, trying to maybe, maybe learn something. I'm asking questions this week. I'm not educating anybody. I'm asking questions. And this is what I mean by that. I think we have to ask, is Alabama better than Ohio State? And I know that's like, what? But, I mean, I'm just count dudes. See, in all the other games, if you count dudes, Alabama's got way more. We have way more dudes in Notre Dame. We have no. more dudes in Florida. Probably more dudes than Georgia, too. Do we have more dudes than Ohio State? I, I'm asking because I'm not certain. Is Al- See, when Alabama lost to Ohio State in 2014 – uh, I, I was on a big bus of, uh, of of alumnus, red elephant people coming back from the game from uh, from New Orleans to Mobile, and everybody, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, we didn't run Derrick Henry enough. Oh, Blake Sims threw that interception at the end, and oh God, we get this far and we play terrible." And that's the takes I'm hearing all over the bus. I was the only one on the bus that had this take, which was, "I think Ohio State's better than we are. They just have more good players," <laughs> and that was uh, literally. Uh, I guess you would call it religious blasphemy on the bus. Everybody looked at me like I'm an alien from another planet. But when you look back at the rosters of those two teams, I think I was on to something. Ohio State probably still has more guys in the NFL 
from that game than Alabama does. And Alabama has plenty that were that were in that game. Uh, but I'm just saying it's it's kind of like that again to me in the sense that, well, we have finally gotten to the game where the team on the other side of the line of scrimmage looks like us. Yeah. And they're good. And, yeah, Mac Jones is good. But you know who else is good? Justin Fields. Yeah, Najee's good. You know who else is good? Trey Sermon. Yeah, Devontae Smith is good. You know who else is good? Olavi. Yeah, our offensive line is good. There's that's Wyatt Davis. I mean, it's like they got dudes. Uh, Sean Wade at corner is is roughly the equivalent of Pat Sertan. Now, wait a minute. I mean, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call a little. Uh, he's Pat a first Sertan, round pick. But I mean, it's it's not bad. But I mean, and, and I think Devontae Smith obviously has an edge. I think Pat Sertan sure. has an edge. Um, I, frankly, I could make the argument Justin Fields is is has the edge on Mac Jones. I mean, I could certainly buy that. Um, he's going to be drafted higher. They're, you know, they're both, uh, Justin Fields has been in the playoffs, uh, twice right. or as a starter. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could anyway, uh, yeah, I think you make a great point. In fact, I'm not so sure I'm not going to pick Ohio state to win. I don't know if it's like a reverse jinx thing. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I mean, my initial gut reaction is, uh, I'm kind of nervous about this game. Now, maybe it is recency bias. Maybe it's because we just saw them throttle Clemson in one of those moments that you and I love to say all the time that you play your best game a couple times a year, you play your worst game a couple times a year, and everything else is what you are in between. Uh, my only hope is that because Ohio State is only going to play eight games this year, maybe their best, maybe they only get one best game this year. And maybe Alabama beats Ohio State if uh, Ohio State plays their middle of the road game or, you know, their worst game, obviously. And I think Alabama beats Ohio State if they both play their best. But Alabama doesn't beat Ohio State if Alabama doesn't play its best and Ohio State plays its best. So um, that and what we saw in our playoff game was not Alabama's best. Now I, we we can line up the excuses. Well, we had them beat. We did. I agree with that. Um, but there was I, I'm always leery of moments like that when we obviously and I mean clearly. And I think this cliche is completely overused, but we took our foot off the gas. There's no doubt about it. I mean, our game plan changed. It wasn't like we were still trying to go to Devonte all the time. We were just sort of. We weren't even doing hurry up when the announcers were like, what are they doing? I mean, and, and so I, I'm leery of getting out of what makes you successful. Meanwhile, Ohio State was playing out of their minds and they were uh, Justin Fields was on target. Now, our defensive backs are better in Clemson's. I think our offensive line is the best in the country. I, I know our wide receiver is the best in the country. I think our running backs the best in the country. And I would put Mac Jones up there with with Justin Fields, not necessarily saying he's better, uh, he, but he's just a shade under. So I feel like we have a. This is not something like Luke saying they're we're going to get blown out. But I, what is worrying me is my recency bias of having just seen Ohio State play so great in that game, and it, it's like, oh shit, okay, yeah, they're they're good, dude. Um, everybody can talk about they don't deserve to be here. They probably deserve to be here. And you know, I, I wrote about this for a column that comes out in the local paper. And I said, you know, whoever you put in that four spot, I mean, if you wanted to put A&M or Cincinnati, Alabama was going to beat the piss out of whoever that was. There are three teams this year. There are three teams that can win a championship. Three. That's it. And two of them played each other. And one of them bought their mid-range game and the other one bought their A game. 
and you see what happens. So, uh, and, and the other common denominators, all three of them have quarterbacks that are probably going to be drafted in the first round. And if you, so what it tells me is if you don't have a good quarterback, you can, you can have just about, if you don't have an NFL league, I mean, NFL caliber quarterback, then um, you, you can do, you can have all the other stuff that you want. You're not going to win. The only non NFL quarterback I know that's won a championship in these playoffs is Jay Coker, right? I think that might be right. 12 gauge for Ohio State um, when they yeah, won Cardell it. Jones. Yeah, Cardell Jones. He 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 played in the NFL. He had a cup of coffee in the NFL. I mean, Jay yeah, he Coker, wasn't in the league very long. No, and you know, it, and it was sort of. I think that was less about his talent and more about some other just attitude stuff. At least it seems that way. I didn't keep up with his career or anything. It just seemed that way to me. Yeah, and I think Coker. Uh, you know, uh, Coker had knee issues, and yeah. uh, I, I don't know what would have happened, but he just sort of hurt his knee again in, in, in this fall camp with Arizona Cardinals. He hurt his knee, and if he wanted to continue to play, he would have had to have gotten another surgery and yeah. then be on the practice squad while he rehabbed, and and it just seemed like too much after he'd already gone through so many. And So I, I don't know what would have happened had, uh, had Coker been healthy the whole time, but you know, Luke, uh, you know, every now and then on the podcast, we're right about something. And, and what we said repeatedly all during the season, as the season was playing out and we could start looking forward to, okay, who might be in the playoff? We repeatedly said there has never been a year where it's been more important to be the number one seed. Because right. if you're the number one seed, you might play somebody that's not that great and you get to play them in the venue that makes the most sense to you. And in the other semifinal, it's going to be like a war. And we were right. I mean, I, the way it played out, we were absolutely correct. Being the number one seed was a tremendous advantage uh, for Alabama this past week. And, uh, and Alabama earned that number one seed. And one thing about all the Ohio State fans who have been really, really cocky on Twitter the last few days, and, and I get it, it's fun. You know, it's fun to brag, you know, when your team does well. Look, if Ohio State had played like that, even though they had only played six games, but if they had played like that all year, no one would be bitching about them being nobody. In. Nobody. No, no one nobody. would have said they didn't play enough games. If they'd played like that for all six games, would all have been like, well, they only played six games, but they're clearly one of the best. Um, they weren't clearly one of the best till the other night. Now right. give them credit. They, they damn sure look like it against Clemson. And as far as I'm concerned, they've earned their way into the championship game. Uh, based on that Clemson performance, which was a plus-plus. I mean, they destroyed a very good football team. Um, so, ooh, it's going to be a challenge for Alabama. And uh, here's uh, one more dose of negativity because I know people love that Hang on. already. Save your negativity okay. for the for after I read this about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com yeah. is where you want to go. They're back on board, sponsoring all things Locked On. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. You know it. Go to it. RockAuto.com is where you want to go. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat and Kia and the models, you got a Pacifica, whatever that is, an XT5. That sounds like something out of Star Wars, but I'm sure it's a car. It's now impossible to stock all those parts in like a traditional chain front like an advance or auto parts or something like that but rockauto.com has all that stuff man you need to go check them out and it's going to be cheaper they even put an example in, in the read here it says okay random example delphi fg 1456 fuel, fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 honda odyssey 
I'm going to have to take their word for it that that's actually a thing because um, I'm not a car guy. But they say it costs three hundred and fifty-four dollars at Advanced Auto Parts. Two hundred and sixteen dollars at RockAuto.com. That is a hundred over hundred and thirty dollars savings, and you don't have to go in there and like drive all around town to get it. They're going to ship it to you. They're going to ship you the thing. So you need to go check out uh, all things RockAuto.com. You need to write in "locked on" two words. Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Please do that. Tell them to check out the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, we need all the listeners we can get. Uh, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I've taken a look at I'm not even a car dude, and it's really easy to get around. I don't know any of the, th- I know chassis and I know windshield wipers. And I only know chassis because that's a word I've heard before. Uh, that also, I think, was a classmate of mine in fifth grade, Chassie Smith. But anyway, I digress. Hope she's doing well. She's doing well. She, uh, she, she, God, I had a joke and I can't even say it. Uh, but uh, go to rockauto.com and check them out. Use the promo code Locked On. All right, Jimmy, give us your last little bit of negativity. Well, it's just this, and we've said this on the pod, that we're, we're repeating what we said all year, but but now now is the week that it matters, and that's, you know, you know whenever you lose a game, you know, the fans say, uh, the, you know, that, that there's, excuse, you know, no excuses or you shouldn't use an excuse. To me, they're never excuses. To me, there are reasons. If Alabama loses next Monday, I think there are two reasons that, that, that would be immediately said, and number one will be, well, we just weren't good enough defensively to win a national championship. And we have wondered about that all spring, all summer, all fall, when the game started, particularly early in the year, the night we played Ole Miss. Heck, even the night we played Florida. It was completely fair to ask, defensively, are we good enough? To, we know the offense is awesome. But defensively, are we good enough to win a national championship? That's number one. And number two is the loss of Jayla Waddle and Landon Dickerson. I mean – doesn't it just make some sort of logical sense that you have to pay for that at some point? I mean, is there any chance that you can can give any hope that you can give that Waddle will become available for the championship game? Uh, I, I I am not ruling that out based on what I know. I, I think, uh, but but I'm only going to use the word possible. Uh, I, I do think it's possible, uh, but. You know, uh, if if you're asking me to bet, I would bet against it. I don't expect it. Uh, I don't think it's a thing that would happen. And one of the things we all need to consider is Jalen Waddle's professional career, which is just weeks away, uh, him working out. And if I was Jalen Waddle's family and agent, I would lose Nick Saban's phone number this week. I, I wouldn't let my kid play. I mean, just being honest, I wouldn't let my kid play. I know it means the world to Alabama, and it probably means the world to Jalen Waddle. But sometimes you have to make a business decision. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, yeah, so so I think there's that as well. So. Uh, but no, I don't expect it now. Have I heard that it's possible? Yes, I'm still hearing that it is possible uh, that he will be cleared to uh, for contact. Uh, but but I, I do not expect it at all. I, I will be, I will even be very surprised. But there's not a zero chance. So that's where we yeah, are on that. You, and again, yep. Wait, let me give you something. While you were talking, <laughs> this is pretty amazing. Um, okay, so the Raiders Broncos game's going on while you were talking. And Michael Casagrande, who's a super guy, his last name means big house. Uh, I don't know why that always, every time I see Casagrande, I'm like, it means big house. I don't know. 
that's the the limit to my spanish but um <laughs> all right so alabama's 2018 offense trading punches is what casa grande says in the tweet at the 727 mark Jarvis jacobs scores on a 28 yard rush at the 629 mark jerry judy takes it 92 yards from drew Locke for a touchdown and then at the 24 second mark jacobs scores again from one yard out and Derek carr pass to waller is complete for a two-point conversion so it looks like the raiders are going to win 32 31 that's pretty awesome that is ba- and that's your Bama and the NFL update. Well, thank you. I mean, <laughs> and Judy goes 92 yards on the last game. I mean, I think some Denver fans, I mean, I think they've been happy with him for the most part, but I think they were expecting a little bit more, you know, maybe more Justin Jefferson. But hit this run, if you check it out on Twitter, is pretty unbelievable. Um, it, it's really great. And I think uh, some of the criticism that Judy has gotten is I mean you've already invoked the name, but you can't help but wonder if some of the extent of the Judy criticism comes from the fact that Justin Justin Jefferson set an all-time rookie record for most receiving yards by a rookie yeah. in the history of the NFL. Uh, I think that exacerbates any criticism of Judy, which it just isn't fair to the kid. And uh, and Tua, uh, and I don't even know if I want to get into it so bad, but Tua was bad today. The Dolphins were bad. Tua was bad. He and threw it now they, times today. Yeah. Yeah. They had to. <laughs> and not, not many of those 58 were very good. What was I that? Mean, uh, gosh, what's ugh. the, what's, all right, there's a show, oh, The Office, where um, when Jan goes to visit Michael at one point and he's having like, uh, it's movie day. And so he, Jan walks in and is like, what are you doing? What, why is everybody watching a movie? They're watching Varsity Blues. And he said, you won't believe this, but it actually makes them more productive. He's like, she's like, how's that work? She goes, he goes, well, they got to make up for the lost time they had by watching the movie. So they got to work harder. <laughs> so, uh, I don't, what, what was your point that made me think of that? I don't know. Oh, I, I know what it is that, that Justin Jefferson being so good made everybody dislike Jerry Judy a little more. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's exactly right. and, and and Burrow before he was hurt and Justin Herbert were both so outstanding that that I think the Dolphins fans have have had the zero patience with Tua because Burrow and Herbert were so good right off the bat, you know. So I I think that those have been factors in the way those teams are looking at things, but uh hey, they're young and I I remember specifically uh, two of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played in the history of the NFL were Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman, and they both had – Peyton Manning set the all-time NFL record for interceptions in his rookie year. Yeah, and yeah. I think Troy Aikman's uh, Dallas Cowboys were 1-15 in, in his rookie season. So yes. – uh, and they both end up first ballot Hall of Famers, two of the best to well, ever do it. So uh, let's just give Tua and some And I'm not time. making excuses because Tua had a couple of bad passes. I watched some of the game. But um, he he does not he has nobody to throw to. I mean, his receivers right. they're NFL players, so they're they're badasses, right? But they're not. I, I mean, he had better receivers at Alabama, and I, I mean that. in I'm not trying to offend the Dolphins receivers. I just think that's true. And um, their running back is is fine, but he it's not like they have a game break. And their offensive line is is probably going to be ranked one of the worst in the league. So yeah, you're throwing a rookie behind all that, a rookie who just hit, came off hip surgery. Yeah, he's probably not going to be that great. But he did throw it 58 times a day, which I was um, encouraged by because I'm glad he's out there getting the reps. I mean, I think it's important. 
Um, the problem is if you throw it 58 times efficiency wise, yeah. let me do the math real quick. You should have thrown for a minimum of 406 yards. Yeah. Did he throw for 406? He threw for 361. No. Close, but that's not 406. No. Well, what it means is that that means it's inefficient. It's just inefficient. You have to throw the, the, the bean counters have told us over the years that for a pass to be efficient, you must ha- average seven yards per attempt. Um, ah. that, that's how it's graded in the NFL and college is gotcha. there must be seven yards per attempt or you're not efficiently possessing the ball uh, on offense. And uh, anything less than seven yards is is bad or inefficient. But it wasn't, it wasn't that far off. So oh, the Dolphins need a lot of help. I, I tweeted today and stand by this. The Dolphins have two first-round picks. Look, I mean, I know that every Alabama fan wants Smitty and Waddle to go as high as possible and stuff like that. But look, there's fewer difference-making offensive tackles than there are wide receivers. If you have the third pick and the 20th pick, logic says take the offensive lineman first and the wide receiver you get at 20 is still going to be good. Let's remember Justin Jefferson was drafted last year in the 20s. I mean, you can find a really good wide receiver uh, around that 20 mark, but you might not find a difference-making tackle there. So uh, I think the Dolphins should draft Panay Sewell at three, and then they should take whoever the best wide receiver on the board is at 20. And uh, I think the Dolphins will radically improve just from those moves alone. Um, I have no idea how long we've been on this phone call again, uh, so I better stop it uh, because for whatever reason, the little counter that used to be on here, I guess they had budget cuts or something. 34 minutes. I got us at 34. Oh, maybe because you went in first. Yes, I was in, but not too, I wasn't, I wasn't on the call too long before you had no, say four minutes. Maybe it's only the person that went in first can see that. I don't know. Ah, oh, maybe that makes sense. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'd say we've been uh, on the air for 30 minutes or so. That's a sufficient but time to bore the listeners. It's a good place to stop. So we'll leave it there and we will be back with more locked on Bama. Jimmy, I'm working actively. I do have a ticket to the game and I'm planning on going if I can get on this little junket flight, I, you know, I just got back from the Keys in Miami. I can't just go, you know, I'm going to turn into, I'm going to start solving mysteries down there, like talk tubs and Crockett if I go down there anymore. You know, I can only go down there for a day. <laughs> or at least I'm, I'm going to have to have a, develop a drug addiction or something um, if I keep going down there at this rate. But uh, anyway, we'll worry about that later on. So uh, for Jimmy Stein, even though I'll let him say it, roll tight. Roll tight.